So I was like, hey, oh, can we do a special babble? And you were like, yes, not now, leave me alone. I'm working and looking after kids and I'm at home. I was like, okay, fine. Left it a day or two. Hey, oh, what about now? <laughs> can we do a special babble now? 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 How about now? What about now? Yes, now? Exactly. Now? Now? Exactly. How about now? How about now? Is now good? Welcome to Sustainable 170. Welcome yourself all to Sustainable 170. Now then, we weren't supposed to be here. We were supposed to be on a break. I was supposed to be up a tree and <laughs> things were supposed to be all right. Things are not all right. Presum- it's our fault. We went away. <laughs> Presumably you're joining us from a field in your tie-dye. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm joining you from my flat. Oh, uh, as yeah. you are joining me, yeah, we are, yeah. We are being uh, we're being held together by a slightly laggy internet connection. Yeah, uh, so this, sorry about that. We'll try to try, try, muscle on through. This is going to sound a lot like uh, neither of us get the other one's jokes for about half a second, um, <laughs> which is often the case actually. But we cover it up with um, being in the same room. Not going to happen this time. Anyway, yes, no, we are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, didn't we? Oh, yes. Yes, all about people and the planet and why, despite everything, and I do mean everything, <laughs> being nauseed, <sighs> really nauseed, <laughs> we, we can have a little chuckle about it every now and then, ain't we all? I mean, this is our toughest gig yet, chuckle-wise, <laughs> but, but we're going to have a go. Crikey Moses, and what are we going to be having a chuckle about this week then, Oh. Well, Dave, we are going to tackle the elephant in the room, the coronavirus. Uh, Implications for the environment and everything. But we're going to ram home that message that you mustn't kiss anyone, um, especially a a, a foreigner. Uh, I don't actually mean that. That's just for the purposes of this pun. But anyway, and keep keep your distance. Otherwise, the police will nick you. Huh? Yeah. All right, yes. Yes, yes. yes. We're also going to talk about Inhofs. Yeah. Uh, no one likes a good crisis like an Inhof. Volkswagen and Richard Branson and all that lot have been busted, groveling busted. for bailout money, the charlatans. And <laughs> to our German friends out there who might have a stutter when they're trying to describe their favourite retail outfit, ZZ Top Shop are being opportunistic, trying to sell us clothes we don't need. Uh, for our new lockdown lives, that's ZZ Top Shop. Yes, yes, yes no. I, I know I you can't finished. see my finished. face at the moment, but okay. I Imagine what it looks like right now. Imagine. <laughs> I know what it looks like right now, but I haven't yeah, finished. Okay. And finally, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about the silver linings. People are getting excited about perhaps nature is healing, and the fact that we can all hear the birds again and other things. So that's Kiss, Foreigner, The Police, Busted, The Charlatans, ZZ Top and The Birds. Get it? Yes, all very good. Splendid to have you back with your splendid, themey, putty ways. Mm. Uh, So just before all of that, just the slightly modified new disclaimer. All does work for environmental charities, don't you, all? Yeah. For the purposes of this. But yeah. (laughs) 
yes, yes, you, yes, you, yes. The answer is yes. You do work. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, Yes. Uh, So these are, but these are very much our own views. So if you've got any beef with anything that we say, uh, don't take it up with anyone for whom all works. Um, Just take it up with me. I bring it. I don't mind. Bring it. And how are prospects of employment looking for you in the near Uh, future? I've picked an interesting time (laughs) to voluntarily give up work. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Should we get on with it? We shouldn't laugh, but I'm going to. The things that make you go, Jesus, shit it! Oh, God! So, now this is a section that we've rolled out on a number of occasions when things have been really bad. Um, I I struggle to think of one worse than this, uh, but there's a coronavirus and it's bad really bad jolly awfully bad now the thing is this we we have ourselves a comedy related problem here (laughs) and the the comedy related problem is as follows ain't funny not hugely funny is it not 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 hugely funny lots of people dying lots of people freaked out and upset economy going to the toilet bad Right. As we record, Prime Minister of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, who we have called an inhoff on several occasions, is in the intensive care. And obviously we don't know how that's going to go. Um, and whatever happens, our thoughts are with him, etc. Right. Problem. Not funny. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, so we better get out of the way before everything that follows. Much love to anyone out there who is really badly swept up in all of this, be that because you or your family have got it or have had it or worse, or because your life has just been turned totally ass over tit and that's not good. Much love from Dave and Ol. And I think it's safe to say that although in our various ways we'd rather it hadn't happened, it hasn't ruined everything for us. That's right, in it all. So we totally yeah, solidarity in that. Totally, yeah. yeah. I can't let you out. Why not? Because the king of the potato people won't let me. I hope everyone listening is okay. I hope everyone that they know is okay. But chances are some people won't be. And, like, yeah, massive love from us to you. I've just received my letter, genuinely, from the government. So I'm just going to open that. Not my uh, stay-at-home letter, but just my general... You know, we're all getting a letter. Have you had your letter yet? Uh, no, I don't think I have. No. Well, I haven't checked the post in the last hour, uh, but I haven't... No. Is it a letter? It's just... a letter from... What's it say? From 10 Downing Street. Uh, there's a coronavirus going on. That's bad. Stay the f*** <laughs> at home. <laughs> oh, that's Which good. I'm I... delighted to say I am doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're not a public service podcast uh, that much should have been clear by <laughs> no now no way um, <laughs> but just in case just for the avoidance of any doubt stay the f- at home like stay at home you we're not going to explain why if you need that explaining then j- definitely stay the f- at home just stay the f- at home language timothy that's what i was supposed to be doing it's supposed to be bloody meditating Ah, oh, it's disappointing, old, not being able to meditate in a field. I have been doing some meditating, though. Good. I've done that. Good. Yeah, yeah. From 9 till 12 <laughs> in the morning, and then from sort of 12 till about bedtime. All right. Yeah. What do you, what, yeah. out of interest, what do you do um, between the hours of sort of 
half five, six until nine, which which is obviously when everyone else... Well, in the morning? Yeah, that's, I mean, no one chooses Between to get up Between half past five in the morning? Yeah, but it's when, it's when, you know, other people get up and make you get up, for instance. What do you do then? Half five in the morning. Mm. I was having a very strange dream about Challenge Annika at about that time this morning, which oh, I'll tell you about off air. They're dangerous, those dreams. Yeah. Terrific. I think we are definitely going to need moisture. Plenty of it. Plenty of water. That's up to you. You find me the water. We're going to need it. How much? I mean, okay. are you talking... Oh, um... Literally hundreds and hundreds of gallons. Oh, gosh. How is it going all? How is your lockdown going? Come on. Tell the Babel Army all about it. Uh, uh, it's it's it feels a bit like being a teenager again in that I have violent mood swings. So sometimes I thought you were going to say constant erection. Uh, no, oh god, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes I feel all sort of blitz spirit and kind of yeah, come on, like we can do this and we're going to be like organised and stuff. Um, I never, I never for a second fell into that trap that everyone was setting by posting all these detailed schedules and um you know i'm gonna learn this new language and my kids are gonna have mastered three martial arts by lunchtime um but i did think you know there are certainly times where i think oh you know all this extra time with the kids is is nice and it is nice sometimes um but it's uh i I don't know it's just it still doesn't feel real it still feels like Mm -hmm. we're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's over and that was strange wasn't it and now we go back to normal i can't i intellectually i'm beginning to understand that things are never going to be the same again we're not going to be in lockdown forever but things are never going to be the same again right but well we'll talk about that but emotionally i i I haven't got my head around that i still feel like at some point we're just gonna go back to normal and carry on and that'll be fine i i feel really sad the thing i feel saddest about is just not being able to see the people i love and hug them like it's great being able to do video conferences and stuff and like I'm chatting to bits of my family more than I chat to them normally and that's really nice but well like <laughs> well like your your uncle's wrist that kind of thing yeah yes that bit <laughs> my aunt's put, put your wrist on, put your wrist on put your wrist on uncle do you know I've never noticed the back of your neck before that is lovely <laughs> um but yeah it's that the no- novelty of that is kind of wearing off and you just want to be able to actually hug them and you can't and oh. would you like it would you like a little babble hug from dave yeah would you is is your longing for human contact making you think that even a hug from dave would be all right um sure let's say i haven't, let's say I haven't yes. washed for four days <laughs> oh god <laughs> hang on a minute it's me that always gets the abuse for alleged lack of hygiene you grubby bastard how are you? How are you coping with um, lockdown and not being in a field and not um, in a day somewhere in Orkney? Yeah, right now I was supposed to be, yeah, on Orkney. I was supposed to be on Orkney right now. And I ate. I'm in oh. the People's Republic of Crystal Palace. I'm looking out at uh, loads of washing that all of the people around me have put out in their gardens. But I do not have a garden hole, so I am mostly inside. That um, sucks. That really sucks. It does suck. That. And you know what? I mean, I, I'm uh, just over there. I can just about see it if I crane my head around the corner. Just over there is Crystal Palace Park, which is a beautiful, amazing thing. I and you know all of this dinosaurs. stuff that's been going on about dinosaurs and shit, right? And you know all of this stuff about, like, oh, stay out of the parks, right? I'm sick to arse of people with gardens having a go at people like me yeah. for spending, like, 
not long going for a walk in the park after six months of being rained on. Amen right? to that. I'm yeah. sick of it. There is some proper sniffy gittishness going on. That's it. It's literally all I do is I might, every other day probably, I go out for like an hour and get, you know, go for a walk or run if I can manage that with my knackered old knees um, and then go and buy some bog roll and beer and come home. And that's it. Inhofe of the week. So Inhofe time now. Um, yes, Inhofe of the week. That is the section, is it not all? I don't think we've done for a while, actually, which is about gits. Mm, massive gits. Mm. It's, uh, it's named after Jim Inhofe, who's a senator in America who thinks climate change isn't real because there's still snow. Uh, now, there are gits. And then there are gits who seek to take advantage of a global pandemic. And, um, I mean, it was Jacob just... Jacob Rees-Mogg? Jacob rees yes. Apparently his investment firm has been advising its clients that now is a sort of historic opportunity to cash in. Uh, I can't remember the jargon, but basically while the entire stock market is crashing, you know, I buy, buy lots and watch it um, soar in the future. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, other gits. We wanted to talk specifically about um, some gits who uh, run airlines and yes. uh, gits well, with beards. Yes, gits with beards. Old old white blokes with beards are not doing themselves any favours in this crisis. Richard Branson was, I think, first out of the blocks. Richard Branson, for anyone who doesn't know, is a phenomenally wealthy man who poses with scantily clad women whenever he's launching one of his new products. And it's all creepy and horrible, and you just think, get your hands off that poor woman. Um, But he also runs an airline, Virgin Atlantic, which pretty much as soon as people in the UK started getting a bit, oh God, this is serious about coronavirus, uh, he went straight to the government and said, we want billions of pounds, literally billions of pounds. And yep. I don't think the government have actually said, yeah, we're going to give you that yet. Bearing in mind, this is Richard Branson, who is worth four billion pounds, I believe. Four, four billion dollars. Yeah, oh, four billion dollars. Oh, right. Hardly anything. Yeah. Then. Yes. So what's happened is the aviation industry is just one of the industries, but perhaps the most egregious. What has been, you know, shafted, let's, play, let's face it, by travel bans and no one going anywhere and all of that sort of stuff. There is no two ways about it. It is up the swanee at the moment. Um, and like a lot of industries, both in Hoffery ones and not in Hoffery ones, they've kind of gone, well, we need some help with that, which is not in itself. You know, they're not in Hoffs for that, I don't think. No, I, um, mean, I mean, every every industry pretty much, apart from like Zoom, uh, is knackered. Although I think, you know, I think airlines have got quite a lot of money in the bank in a way that, you know, sandwich shops haven't. But anyway, yeah, asking for help in is not in and of itself that awful. Yeah, but the problem with that, I mean, that's fine. But the problem with that is he is a multi-billionaire, right? Like he's a very, airlines are run generally by very rich people. And I think there's sort of, there's a difference between, oh, my sandwich shop is up the swanee or indeed, oh, me airline is up the swanee because it actually is and we've got a crisis going on and no one's doing anything or like the second 
the very second, pretty much, because this is like a month ago or something, you know, the second that a crisis threatens to hit, you go on and you call for all the stuff that you've been calling for anyway to happen, to happen, right? So, like, there's a great thing in a bit of investigative journalism by Unearthed, what is a bit of Greenpeace, what came out this week, which was talking about, uh, they found this letter from a thing called IATA, which is like the International Air Travel something, 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 like lobby group for all the airlines, basically, um, which has been, they've written to 85 heads of state, 85 <laughs> different like governments around the world, all asking for the same stuff, which is all the stuff that they have been banging on about. They want to see happen for ages anyway so like uh lower taxes and hang on and bonification so they would like some what? temporary play the play the bonification music oh, oh my word i will I, I believe it's pronounced bonification it i mean it it should be <laughs> is that better that's worse I yeah bonify uh, bo- you oh yeah Oh uh, which just word. means like bonuses just give us give us some money right um and like don't make us pay taxes and don't make us pay for all of this other stuff you make us pay for basically just don't make us pay all the taxes right that we're kind of due um and this i'd have left sympathy for the state that they're in if very 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 rich people don't come out the second a crisis hits and say right there you are crisis now uh we don't want to pay all them taxes and then governments are turning around and going, you didn't want to pay them taxes anyway. And they're going, yes, but now we, now we really don't want to pay them. <laughs> now, now there's some sort of moral cover, we think. And the airline industry have also, to take this back to like the environment, they've also been doing incredibly inhoffy things like flying empty planes backward and forward between destinations to make sure they don't lose those lucrative like landing slots do you understand about that do you know about that uh, a little bit and this is in uh, uh, it's basically like you're allowed to land your plane here at this time but if you don't you lose the right to land the plane here yeah at this time. yeah if you stop right. using yeah. it we'll give that right to someone else so they keep yeah i mean the, the, the notion that someone else is going to swoop in right now and be like cool can we have those landing slots that have freed up it's just ridiculous so they have literally been flying empty planes back and forward um, which I know is not the biggest issue here, but it just reinforces the inhoffery. And how did you fly here? On a broomstick? I'm not the one who keeps bollocking on about the environment, am I? They're not the only ones, are they all? The oil industry has also gone in per- I love this. Seven oil com- oil industry executives went in person, so presumably <laughs> all of which are like quite old, I'm going to say men, <laughs> oh, um, went in oh, person to go, and, to go and talk to Donald Trump, who is quite an old man. And they all just like all got together and said, Oi, oil prices are, are knackered. Can we have a bailout, please? Social distancing be be damned with that. Uh, they did that pretty much straight away. Uh, car industry, you were talking about this. What the bloody car industry been up to? They've been up to something. Yeah, yes, well, they've uh, they've been discovered by the same lot, actually, by Unearthed, which is the, the investigative journalist bit of Greenpeace. They found letters from the car industry uh, saying that, look, we honestly, we're very, very committed to... Uh, all the rules that are coming in about making our cars less polluting. But uh, I don't think we're going to be able to do that right now. I think, you know, probably given the coronavirus, we're going to have to continue pumping out really (laughs) polluting vehicles forever. Don't ever make us make them clean. You couldn't write it. What they actually actually said was this. 
The conditions for achieving the targets are becoming more demanding. We believe, therefore, that some adjustments would need to be made to the timings of these laws. We should say hello to Arabella properly. Hello, Arabella. We haven't, we haven't had that Arabella on here for ages. No. What with one thing and another. No, I hope you're very well, Arabella. And the thing is, the thing is with that, like, what I hate about all of this is, is the, the mealy mouth nonsense where they effectively are saying something like, now, as you know, as you know, we are really, really committed to action on climate change and air pollution. And we would, lo- we would really love, we would love during this moment of economic crisis, we'd love to be able to keep on working as hard mm. to meet these targets and commitments mm. as we always have. We'd love mm. to. Seriously, we would. It's just not possible. And we've tried everything. You know, computer says no. <laughs> uh, we've, we've asked our friends. They say can't be done. <laughs> Can't be, can't be done. You better let us off that. Let us off that now. Let us off it now. Now, it's just outrageous, isn't it? You just you just know that in boardrooms all around the world, there are there are old blokes quietly going, look, you know, don't put this on record, but a crisis like this is also an opportunity, and uh, you know, I just think we should not pass up that opportunity to make a shit ton of money, a metric shit ton of money. Oh and not have to do all of that stupid green crap. And finally, an honourable mention in the list of Inhofs um, is, is fast fashion. Another, uh, <laughs> another favourite yes. of Babel. Go uh, back and listen to episode 144 for our very popular episode on fashion. I like that episode. It was a good, good episode. And, you know, interesting to Do you see- remember when we wore clothes, Sol? <laughs> Do you remember when we all wore clothes? <laughs> well, as opposed to bog roll. No, actually, there's none of that, is there? What are we wearing now? Um, grease, I, I've grime. Developed, I've developed a carapace. I've got my own shell. It's fine. <laughs> shell of grime. <laughs> that was your band as a teenager, wasn't it? <laughs> Right, stop that. Silly. Um, yes, I remember fashion, and I remember banging on about fast fashion, uh, and it was one of the things that pre-coronavirus was getting increasingly difficult to defend, and they were coming uh, uh, under all sorts of criticism. But they too have seen an opportunity, uh, and if you navigated to Topshop's blog on the twenty uh, fifth. Is it is it called is it called blog 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 shop? Bl- top blog. Top blog. Top blog shop. Shop top blog. Shop blog. Shop blog top. Shop top blog. Shop blog. Yes, all of those things. Uh, if you if you went to their blog on the twenty fifth of March, you will have seen an article entitled Seven Different Social Distancing Occasions and What to Wear to Them." Now. You may think, Dave, that if you, <laughs> if you, I know this doesn't apply to you because you're not working, but please put yourself in the mind of someone who is at home working from home, and you may think, well, the good thing about working from home is that you can just get up, not get out of your pants, do work, put a t-shirt on for your for your meeting on Zoom, uh, carry on, go to bed. Not so. Now, Topshot have got you covered because what they've said is you need to buy some new shit for your work from home weekday. So that's a new smart shirt and some nice jeans and a necklace and a hairband and a nice cardi. Um, but you, you obviously can't wear that same shit when you go out for your lunchtime stroll. So they've, they've got a new outfit for you. Why? <laughs> they've got a new outfit for you for that occasion. <laughs> um, and then when you finish work, 
clearly you can't wear your either your working from home outfit or your lunchtime stroll outfit. You've got to change into your lounging around the house outfit. So you can you can do that. They've they've got that for you as well. Um, and then uh, well, it goes on. It goes on and on and on. Obviously. Oh my god! Um, there's a workout outfit. There's a bedtime outfit. But in a, in a, a bedtime sense, outfit. In pants. A, yes, exactly. Special <laughs> pants for the lockdown. <laughs> exactly. In a sense, I sort of don't blame them for this because if you if this is your business, because right, they're screwed. That's if, why. If you sell clothes and you know this is the reality, then you've got to try and say, "Well, here are clothes for the new reality." I sort of get it, but honestly, come on. <laughs> We can go on and talk about this, if I'm sure we will, but it does sort of, the crisis kind of underlines the bit, some of the bits of the economy. Like, you know all of this stuff about, like, who an important worker is, right? And, like, what the crisis has done is made everyone kind of go, oh, yeah, it turns out the workers we really, really need are, like, nurses and doctors and people who clean stuff and people who put out fires and the police and teachers and, like, all of that stuff, yeah. people who drive buses, right? It turns out that, actually, the things that our economy really values are not people who go and sit making money out of other money all day and being all Jacob Rees-Mogg about stuff and shorting things, right? Yeah. turns out that's not what we value. And similarly, it's kind of exposed, like, the fragility of some of the business models, like your fast fashion, which is like entirely dependent. It just underlines the extent to which fast fashion is entirely dependent on making you think that other people are going to always judge what it is you're wearing. And, the, and so therefore you need more of it. That sort of insecurity that comes from the whole thing, right? And like it made little sense, as we talked about in episode 144 anyway, like when you were actually seeing people. And now that you're not seeing people, they're having to kind of go, ah, oh, but you still are seeing people. And the people in the park are still going to frown upon you if you're obviously wearing your stay-at-home pants. And it just <laughs> yeah. makes, it under, doesn't it just kind of underline the daftness of some of this stuff? Reasons to be cheerful. You're everywhere and nowhere. Ah, well, I mean, not the most predictable section to have in a coronavirus special um but that's kind of the point we wanted to make actually because a lot of people on the facebook and on the social media are sharing stuff kind of understandably given that everything's so shit but sharing stuff which looks like silver linings that looks like there might be animals having an easier time that rivers are getting a bit cleaner because we're not buzzing around polluting them that the air is cleaner which it undeniably is because we're not driving all our cars and trying to sort of cling on to that and i just carbon emissions are down oh carbon emissions almost certainly are down you know there's all of the industrial output of china stopped for bloody ages and it's obviously stopping all over the place i mean that was mind-blowing that before now when when china was in the sort of peak of of its outbreak the sheer amount of stuff that wasn't happening was kind of mind-bending but what 
there there are some really uninteresting things to say about this and some really <laughs> so, strap yourself in so here's 15 minutes <laughs> of uninteresting <laughs> things to say about it and yeah we're so, not allowed to do that what well, it's in 30 seconds i want you to say the uninteresting things right 30 seconds are you ready for that all yeah and go well okay it's uninteresting that uh, and of obvious that when everyone sits on their ass in their homes that like there's less emissions well obviously and it's uninteresting that Apart the air from the ones is, from your ass uh, there's more from my ass yeah uh, although i'm not eating as much stuff in the pub as i used to so there's probably less emissions 10 seconds left oh god and you know obviously the air is cleaner obviously um, animals are having an easier time obviously you can hear the birds more because there aren't isn't traffic I, that's that's not interesting what's interesting is how do we oh very good bang on that's perfect very good Well, what, okay, let's say some, some fun things that have happened. Something about goats. You told me something about goats. Yeah. Uh, the goats are taking over. The goats have made a glorious bid for freedom. So in the Welsh town of Llandidno, which is up in the north of Welshness, townness, Welshness, <laughs> there's lovely, north, up in the north, north of Welshness. Um, North of Welshness, uh, they've taken over the town because they've just come down from the hillsides and they've gone, all right, we'll have this town. We'll live here and they're like eating everything. <laughs> and in Crystal Palace Park, the aforementioned Crystal Palace Park, what is over there? The goats are breaking free. There's a little sort of student farm thing in there that's got goats in it. And they've already breached the first barricade. All, and they're now, <laughs> they're now at the outer, the outer perimeter of the farm fence. And if they get into the park, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, so that's happening. And, you know, just in general, I don't know if there's any... Maybe maybe you can or can't hear it, but birdsong, like, just yeah. hear the birds. You can yeah, hear the yeah. birds all. And I know that's, A, it's spring. I get that. Like, uh, mm. you know, there are birds around, but I, you can hear them. You can't, like, it's going to be different where you live, but where I live, you can just normally hear cars. And yeah. you can hear birds. I definitely, that's uh, nice. It's, it's really nice. And I've definitely noticed the the change in noise pollution much more much more than i've noticed the change in, in anything else um mm. like uh, it, the air is obviously cleaner but like yeah the noise the lack of traffic noise is definitely a big deal but what i i don't know can we move on to the stuff i, I object to now yeah well should we uh laura berry wrote to us didn't she um, she did babble yeah. supporter she, uh, one of our patreon supporters hello laura um you can by the way slight patreon plug so um do please continue to support the babble during these times of unexpected economic turmoil um that would be great you can chuck in just uh, the price of a pint every month and that will help pay for the costs of the babble and you know enable us to carry on doing this thing laura berry does loads of other people do we are at www.patreon.com slash sustainababble Yes? Yes. Good. Right, so Laura uh, sent us a message on that, and she said said she'd love for us to talk about this whole nature is healing itself thing that's going on. Um, Mm. So she says, can can we talk about how terrible the whole humans are the virus discourse is? You know, it's nature running its course to kill loads of people, as opposed to, as she says, no, it's not that. It's our economic system that's harming nature. Um, So, yeah, what do you think about that all? Uh, I think Laura Berry is right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. We might be sort of taking down a bit of a straw man here because I don't know how many people really are saying like humans are the virus, but I've definitely seen a bit of it. And oh God, it's just like, it's the worst kind of environmentalism where you sort of, 
you you think about the environment as totally separate from like people and us and mm. and it's not a kind of social justice issue it's just a sort of let's make sure the ugly fish is okay and and damn the rest of it and it's it's just nonsense isn't it the idea that like the planet is kind of willfully going well we warned you and you've not listened so now we're having to take stern action to teach you a serious lesson it's like oh yeah well it is if you give the planet a personality like that i mean it's not it's not a ridiculous and ludicrous and unfair and fascistic thing to say that the virus things like viruses show us actually how linked up with nature we are and how fragile we can be as a species but that's totally different to saying humans are the virus and corona is the cure or whatever the stupid slogans that go around are Venice, normally bustling with over 20 million tourists each year, is virtually empty. The water in its many canals, usually dull and murky as a result of the many boats, is suddenly clear. But there are people saying, well, look, given that we've had something that is about as much of a kind of arse-clenching, system-ruining, awful thing to happen that you can possibly imagine, might we get a bit better at getting our head around things like climate change now? And I do think there's something in that. Like, definitely. You know, right? I definitely agree, yeah. Which you I don't have to think, think humans are the virus to think that, but, like, yeah. No, I know, I know. But I think, you're, I think we're, we're slightly doing apples and oranges here. I, are we? I to- yeah, I think so. Which one am I, the apple? Um, which is more expensive? Orange oh. is more expensive. I'm the orange. You're the bog. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm the I'm the plastic bear that's been banned. Uh, yeah, I so I think I think you're totally right. And that very interesting but far too long thing that you sent me to read beforehand, uh, which was making that point. Who was that by? Uh, Charles Eisenstein. Very good piece called The Coronation. Extremely good. It was yeah. I did very much enjoy it until I fell asleep. But um, it was making making all that point, and it is it is obviously possible to go just to make the argument. Well, if we are able to take such massive and coordinated action on coronavirus, which we should do, like mm. that is a good thing to do, and we should have done it, and we've done it. You can argue about we should have done more, but like you know, it's it's necessary. Then can we at least talk about? why we're not doing that for things like climate change yeah. uh, or poverty or malnourished children around the world. Like, it, it, it's not what, what, what opponents of all of that say is, oh, you're saying you should do one, not the other. No, we're not at all. We're, <laughs> we're saying we, sh- we are clearly capable of this sort of response. So let's talk about why we're not doing it for other very, very bad things. A large crisis requires a large plan. Get me two pencils and a pair of underpants. Yes, look, it is the case that when the government sees something like a pandemic, that it chucks absolutely everything, all right, maybe not enough, but you get the point, at trying to fix it, right? And does things that appeared previously unimaginable. The one that really keeps coming back to me, and it's not not the, the biggest, but it's still pretty big, is like... After years and years and years of homeless campaigners and organisations like Shelter going, "Ear government, do you want to end homelessness?" Right? The government just turns around and goes, "Right, we're going to get all rough sleepers off the streets because there's a pandemic going on." And like overnight, these yeah. things, these things that apparently we couldn't fix because there wasn't any money, we can now fix. Right? So it's that, not even just money; it's just like just we're going to do it, just yeah. political will. Like exactly, 
exactly. It's but extraordinary, I, isn't it? It's, but yeah, it's I do so think we need to. Sorry, to cancelling the debt of the NHS is the other one that's blew, blew my mind. Yeah, although I don't, you, you I've got to about this. Well, like, I don't quite understand what it's in debt to, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what we're we talking about? Yes, but like we don't do that on climate change, despite there having been, in principle, climate emergencies declared. And a we should, but b we don't. And the reason that we don't is because it's not the same as a pandemic. Climate change. Oh, mm. it's not the same mm. thing. The same. Like we, everyone's sodding terrified of this pandemic, or if they're not, they're going along with the kind of you know group mentality social norm thing that's happened around mm. it politicians are obviously sodding terrified you know yeah. um but they're not terrified of climate change and i don't think most people are terrified of climate change when things happen like wildfires and floods and that sort of stuff we get sodding terrified of that but as an abstract big thing we don't yeah and I think we just need to sort of be honest about that and not go, like, understand how political will works, really. Exactly. And what, you know what I mean? Exactly. I do, I do. And if I could recommend another, uh, recommend another excellent piece I read by some chap called Dave. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You That's wrote a thing. I wrote a thing. Yeah. Uh, took, a, took a short break from all your meditation and um, self-love and wrote a thing, which I thought was very good, but making that point that, like, we won't, we won't do anything remotely close to fixing climate change if there isn't uh or rather if there is a kind of culture war over it if this becomes a brexity thing where you're either on one side or the other for or against and that is entrenched then we're screwed and that that i just think that's a massive that's just the most important point really and oh it's just scary isn't it it really scares me the idea that we that we might we might screw that bit up. Not that we'll get a wrong policy here or there won't be enough money for this thing there, but that a chunk of people in a population will just decide that tackling climate change is not part of their identity. And it's, in fact, it's, a, it's the Reds coming to get them. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's going to screw us all up. Which is why you do have to be careful about some of the stuff about bashing aviation industries for example or bashing top shops or bashing that kind of thing because when people come out of all of this they're gonna like most people are not gonna say great we've been locked in our houses for three months now i've got a massive massive appetite for more sacrifice (laughs) (laughs) most people are not gonna want that and then i don't think if you work in as millions of people do around the world if you work in the aviation industry or the oil industry and you've been furloughed or sacked or whatever you know and and those are the only jobs that are around you're not it's not going to go down very well if you've got all people like the likes of us going well you can't have your job back you can't have your job no no recovery for you son because we're not giving a bailout to the aviation industry we're going to give it to all of these like kitten stroking companies but at the same time absolutely we should be picking and putting some conditions on like what industries we support I reckon, and what yeah, the economic definitely. recovery looks like. I mean, we know that we've got a massive, great, humongous economic shitstorm coming down the line. We know that. Don't know quite what it's going to look like, but some people saying it's going to be as bad as the Great Depression, you know, worst thing since the Second World War, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so the government's not going to 
the government's job of supporting the economy and making choices about who gets what has just started, mate. And so things like a kind of Green New Deal, go back and listen to episode 134, when the government's like actively creating loads of green jobs everywhere, might be needed, I reckon. It might be needed, yeah. No, I think it. I think it almost certainly will be needed. And I think that I think there's definitely an opportunity for that. You know, that it is a it's a massive kind of moment of everything being thrown up in the air, and we can to some extent control how it lands again, and it doesn't have to look the same as it did when it went up in the air. Um, the so I don't I don't like people going. Isn't it all wonderful how um, working from home? is great because it doesn't pollute it's like i think that's the wrong way around of of looking at it i think what we've learned is that it is possible to reduce a lot of pollution um by doing some things but not that doesn't necessarily mean those things are good because clearly working from home means like never actually interacting with your colleagues in a meaningful way sounds great being stuck in your in your house or having, you know, can't look after your, your kids, can't go to nursery or school or whatever. Like, there are lots of bad things about it. And I think, personally, I can't wait until, like, I get to go back into the office and, you know, see human beings. And I think that'll be the same for lots of people. But there are clearly lessons we can learn about, okay, maybe it's not as hard to work from home as we previously thought. So yeah. doing a couple of days a week should be fine, right? I and mean, that that's going to be difference. that's going to be a massive thing, I reckon. Like, and, and obviously bosses yeah. are going to be like, maybe we don't need to pay for this massive office yeah. for everybody all the time. And and I think think there will be changes like that, and that potentially could be could be good. Um, definitely could be good. But I, I yeah, I just think it needs a careful kind of positioning. What I think in many ways is kind of more is the really interesting bit is when we think about what we actually are all valuing, both in terms of what we can do at the moment and what we can't. And you don't really hear many people saying, do you know what I really miss is going to that fourth stag do in European European City, Eastern European City X at the cost of a couple of hundred quid and getting so drunk that I can't remember what deeply immoral thing I probably did and all the rest of it. What people are saying is, I really miss seeing my mum and dad or I really miss being in the pub with my mates or I really miss just, you know, the school run or I really miss... Oh, I was thinking, you know, what I was thinking about the other day. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about sharp and listen. Do you know, what I was thinking no, I about the other my day. Point. Yeah, I know. Sharp and listen, me. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't actually got to the point. Why not? <laughs> because <laughs> get out, get to the point. Then I'm going to tell you what I was thinking about. Okay. Well, my point is that maybe, particularly if this lockdown stuff goes on for a long time, long enough for new habits to actually form, maybe what we value will inform how we do things afterwards and maybe we'll stop being so inclined to make crappy kind of consumerist decisions if we're in it we've just come out of several months of really thinking about what matters and what doesn't and that that sounds wafty and it sounds you know that you know it's discounting all of the pressures that there are on people to consume and all the rest of it i get that i get it fine but i do think that people are gonna 
have lots and lots of time, too much time, to reflect on what they actually miss and what they value. And that could mean that what we do next is different. That's the hope, isn't it, really? That's the hope. Pretty much the only thing that I predict is I ain't got a sodding clue. I don't think we I don't think we know what's coming. And I think probably there'll be some really good stuff, some really positive changes. I do think we'll look back on a lot of this. Obviously, people's situations are already different, but I think, you know, clapping for the NHS, that's wicked, doing that kind of stuff. And well, some of the, like the, the... The amazing support, that the voluntary support's kicking off. I've got, I've got involved in some. In fact, shout out to Babel listener Nikki, who turns out lives very close to me, has listened to this podcast from the beginning, which in and of itself deserves some sort of OBE, yeah. uh, and is one of the people really organising everyone around where I live to help get shopping for people who can't leave their homes or have a chat to people who are a bit lonely or whatever. And there is loads of that going on everywhere. And I think that is also interesting and hopeful, right? It's, it, it's yeah. not kind of, it's not shown that in the face of crisis, we will kind of discover a new aspect to ourselves that is caring and community oriented. I think it has revealed that we're like that by default. And actually when we're not constantly pressured to be competing with each other and fighting each other for jobs and play the kumbaya music. No, it's true. It's true. We're nice people. It's just that we are constantly bombarded with all of the relentless pressure to be bastards. Yeah. Uh, because capitalism, <laughs> because near because inhofs, because inhofs, because inhofs, and when you strip all that stuff away, people are great, and and I, that is, I think, something I want to cling on to. I don't advise a haircut, man. All hairdressers are in the employment of the government. Right, so that is just about it for this special edition mm. of Dave is very much not having his lovely <laughs> mindful retreat. Well, here's, basically, here's basically what happened is I got really bored really fast, right? So I was like, hey, oh, can we do a special babble? And you were like, yes, not now, leave me alone. I'm working and looking after kids and I'm at home. I was like, okay, fine. Left it a day or two. Hey, oh, what about now? <laughs> can we do a special battle now? Uh, so thank you for eventually now? saying, now? yes, yes, now? all right. How about we can now? do a, a special battle. Yes, now? exactly. Now? Exactly. How about now? How about now? Is now good? <laughs> so uh, thank you for, for, for grudgingly giving in on and giving, giving the Babel army what they've been hankering for. Uh, Don't thank me. Don't thank me. Thank Mrs. Ol, who, as I can hear, you may even be able to pick this up in a microphone, is currently um, very much dealing with two kids. <laughs> So thank you, Mrs. Ol, and thank you to the Babel Army, who uh, quite a few people did email and say, please come back. So so we're back. Uh, don't quite know what, what we'll do next. We will, we'll come back soon. But the original plan was to come back in sort of May-ish. That probably still is the plan, but who knows? Who knows what's happening? Yeah. And I did just want to repeat an important thing that we said at the start, Ol, which is we are recording this at a time of great turbulence and change. So for you and your families and for stuff in the world, if anything we've said uh, you know, seems out of date or seems upsetting, we're sorry you know it's fast moving we love you all very much thank you to uh arabella for so nobly reading out the eco guff thank you very much arabella uh, to the legendary dickie moore for the music that starts ends and intertwinkles this podcast and to arthur stovall for the logo what adorns it i could get my sax out on and i could play the sustainable theme out on my sax what? i could get my sax out 
Oh yes, yeah, I've, I've got okay. my sax here. I could play, you could play the sustainable um, theme out. Shall I do that? I won't do that. No, I think you should. That would be really nice. Mm, maybe I will do that. Maybe I will. Um, and you can get in touch with us and you can tell us what you thought of the show. Um, you can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on the Facebook, just search Sustainababble, or we're on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon. And a reminder about our Patreon page. For the price of a pint or a cup of coffee every month or so, you can help us with our running costs and you know enable us to keep this on the road. So that's at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Well, I hope that was a little oasis of calm and uh you know a break from the the blur of coronavirus news uh, and politics and everything um don't you know beat yourself into a pulp over all this oh, uh, there are what i forgot we were doing that yeah i'm surprised you didn't shut me up sooner um you get the picture look take care everybody uh look after yourselves look after everyone you love as best you can um, and if you see will... someone, if you see someone in the park doing something they shouldn't, having too much fun, be a super grass. And <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Get get those coppers with drones to come over and you know just make examples of them. We love you. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.